Good morning. It's 3 a.m. Sunday, December 23rd, 2018. This is show number 79. 79. <laughs> 79. Okay, let's go. something passed in the Senate, there's a very good chance it won't get passed. It's up to the Democrats. So it's really the Democrat shutdown, because we've done our thing. When Nancy Pelosi said, you'll never get the votes in the House, we got them, and we got them by a big margin. Now it's up to the Democrats as to whether or not we have a shutdown tonight. I hope we don't, but we're totally prepared for a very long shutdown. And this is our only chance that we'll ever have, in our opinion, because of of the world and the way it breaks out uh, to get great border security. One way or the other, we're going to get a wall, we're going to get uh, a barrier, we're going to get anything you want to name it. You can name it anything you want. In a short time, the Senate will take part in a pointless exercise to demonstrate to our House colleagues and the President what everyone here already knows. There are not the votes in the Senate for an expensive, taxpayer-funded border wall. So, President Trump, you will not get your wall. Abandon your shutdown strategy. You're not getting the wall today, next week, or on January 3rd when Democrats take control of the House. This morning, President Trump defiant as the special counsel investigation ramps up, saying during an interview with Fox News on Sunday, he would not overrule his acting attorney general, Matthew Whitaker, if he decides to curtail the special counsel investigation into Russian meddling. It's going to be up to him. Uh, I think he's very well aware politically. I would not get involved. Whitaker has faced calls from Democrats to recuse himself for criticizing the Mueller investigation in the past, but Mr. Trump insists he was unaware of Whitaker's past I statements. I did not know he took views on the Mueller investigation as such. And as for an in-person interview with Robert Mueller, the president saying it's unlikely that will happen. Probably. I mean, I can change my mind, but probably. Uh, I, think no, we've, no I think we've wasted enough time on this witch hunt. Mr. Trump saying he's completed written answers to questions for Mueller and is expected to submit them by Thanksgiving, a source familiar with the process tells NBC News. We gave very, very uh, complete answers to a lot of questions that I shouldn't have even been asked. And the president was pressed after several news outlets, including NBC News, reported the CIA has concluded the Saudi crown prince, Mohammed bin Salman, ordered the killing of Washington Post columnist Jamal Khashoggi. The crown prince has publicly denied involvement. So does the president believe him? I don't know. You know, who can really know? But I can say this. He's got many people now 
that say he had no knowledge. He told me that he had nothing to do with it. He told me that, I would say, maybe five times. And the president took aim at retired Admiral William McRaven, who oversaw the 2011 raid that killed Osama bin Laden, after McRaven criticized Mr. Trump's leadership. Hillary Clinton fan. Special operation. Excuse me, Hillary yeah. Clinton fan. McRaven, while critical of Mr. Trump, never endorsed anyone for president. But the president went even further with this eyebrow-raising attack. It would have been nice if we got Osama bin Laden a lot sooner than that. Wouldn't it have been nice? And good morning, good morning. Welcome, welcome back. Welcome back to the 79th uh, version of this vision version show podcast episode season clip <laughs> well anyhow whatever it's the uh, 79th version of the show that we do here uh my name is gummo and uh this is uh yeah so this is the show this is <laughs> i was talking to crash earlier and i was taking you know shouldn't we just call it the show but you know then and then you open up a whole new can of worms right then you know you start looking at other people with the same name and then even if you have the you know a unique soundtrack or whatever you you still probably you're violating some sort of law somewhere <laughs> I was telling Crash, I'm like, well, maybe I just don't want to name it at all. I don't even. We shouldn't even name it. Anyhow, we're on in uh, like 19 countries, thanks to Radio 24, and uh, broadcast all over the world. Uh, I thought I would drop some statistics on everyone. Uh, last week we had, uh, not last week, the last show that we uh, released. Um, we're, you know, we were kind of, uh, impressed <laughs> with the, uh, some of the numbers that we were looking at, but, um, over 400,000 listeners to this little thing that we've got going on. It's gotta be a typo. It's, it really has to be a typo. Maybe it's 4,000. That's more like it. Yeah, I'll settle for 4,000. I just can't. I'm, I'm not going to go with the higher number. I'm going to stay with the lower shit. Anyhow, my name is Gamo, uh, and this is the show. And uh, I, I do thank you for uh, downloading it, tuning in, streaming it, or wherever you get it. There are many places to get it. And, uh, we, you know, we're going to do our best to keep bringing it, uh, bringing it to you. Uh, and, uh, yeah, whatever. It's good to be with you uh, at this end of the year show that we're doing. Coming to you from Chicago. Actually, uh, coming to you from uh, the Aeon building this evening. And I uh, wanted to give a special shout out to uh, Jones Lang LaSalle for donating some space for us. I would try, you know, we were trying to get down at HQ, but, uh, you know, HQ's just not having it with a bunch of. Uh, hackers coming and going all the time so uh i went back hat in hand to, <laughs> over to the fine folks here at uh jones lang LaSalle and uh pretty much begged them for a little spot so i could do this uh, little podcast and and it's it's great it's convenient for me it's, it's in the loop 
we're here in Chicago. And the weather uh, it was actually uh, decent today. So it's, or yesterday, it's kind of weird now that we do the show at three in the morning. Uh, so whatever, it's still chilly here in Chicago. What about you? Are you uh, feeling festive? Is it that time of year for you? Hopefully your plans have brought you to someplace nice and with a smile at this time of the year. A lot of people are always festive this time of year. So it seems. And of course, uh, you know, we, we wanted to... <laughs> we started the show off uh, with uh, pretty much some of the recent... You know, from the past year, uh, all of the silliness that uh, crosses the airwaves... And so uh, I wrote a little script, uh, a little Python script to uh, go back in time and look at all of the, over the past 12 months on uh, Google. It's real tough for me to say Google. Um, and so uh, I combed the top news feeds from Google <laughs> and um was able to categorize it in a percentage variable and uh over over uh 94 percent of top news feeds from the entire 12 past 12 months have been well you guessed it politically you know you know that uh so that was that was um it, it was what it was <laughs> it was what it was uh, interesting. I, you know, I do goofy things like that. It's been a, it's, it's been an interesting year from top to bottom. Uh, I started the year off in dire, grave, excruciating pain, and um, just really uh, completely fucked up from top to bottom. And here I am at the bottom of the year, and um, I've got my health back. I'm smiling well, uh, feeling well. Um, uh, I've got every yeah. And, uh, and it's good to be back. It's good to be back with everybody. It's good that you listen to me rant. Why? I don't know. But thanks. <laughs> uh, at the end of the show, I'm going to give a, a shout out to everybody. I know a lot of people, people have been waiting on that. Um, and, it, you know, I honestly, I, I was actually, you know, I, I thought about, <clears throat> excuse me, I thought about putting in together this list for the past uh couple weeks uh and i really did i really put a lot of thought into it <laughs> a lot of thought into it uh but you know at the end of the day it was uh about an hour ago that i was at you know uh, i was able to get up and uh just kind of put together a, a list of uh you know people that are important to me and uh what we do here and uh, all of that stuff and so um if I missed you, please just, uh, you know, that's why. Uh, so, a lot to talk about tonight uh, before we get the uh, new year rolling in. Uh, and hopefully, uh, you're not going to blow your hand off with any fireworks. If you do, <laughs> if you if you do, uh, we'd, we'd like to see a video of it. Uh, and uh, nevertheless, let's, let's get on with some news because we have a lot of stuff to... <laughs> I'm just kidding about the video. I was just kidding. Uh, we have a lot of stuff to go through uh, this evening. Um, I would say it, it's an action-packed uh, thing, but uh, 
Crash is kind of getting uh, a little antsy and uh, wanting some people to, he wants me to interview people on the show. <laughs> so I think that's what we're going to do. Uh, I think that's what I'm going to do the next time I get um, around to it. But uh, whoever I will interview, will, they're going to have to be up at like three in the morning, Chicago time. So that's going to be interesting, finding someone who is um, willing to go through an interview at three in the morning on this thing and have me interview you nevertheless i don't even know how that shit works but we'll we'll give it a shot i'll try it again uh, uh you are aware in the news recently and there is a lot of it uh and uh we'll i'll try to get through it quickly because i have a few clips to play this evening yay uh but uh, uh let's just kick it off uh Lately, a widespread and sneaky phishing campaign is underway that pretends to um, purchase to be a purchase confirmation from the Apple uh, App Store. Uh, the emails contain a PDF attachment that pretends to uh, be a receipt for an app that was purchased uh, from your account for $30 uh, and tells you to click a link if the transaction was unauthorized. Uh, but unfortunately, what happens is once a user clicks the link, uh, you know that's when uh, you start going uh, down the rabbit hole. Uh, basically, uh, real quick, it's, uh, it's a campaign that works by, uh, a victim receiving an email that pretends to be the receipt for a recent purchase. Uh, it's got the, uh, the PDF that states, uh, that it is a receipt for the purchase, but, uh, there's nothing telling you to open the attachment. Instead, uh, the fishers will, uh, will rely on, uh, the victim saying, Hmm, what the hell is this? I didn't purchase an app and open the PDF. Uh, and then when the opener, uh, when the user opens the PDF, uh, they'll be shown, uh, what appears to be a receipt from Apple for an app that they purchased, uh, sprinkled throughout the PDF are links to the recipient, uh, can use to report a problem that the purchase went on, was unauthorized. All of the links are, uh, shortened URLs and, uh, the re of course the re, uh, the URLs go to, uh, a fake, uh, Apple, landing page complete with a secure certificate uh and then of course you enter in your apple id and passcode and then yeah that that things uh begin to go weird from there uh you know and that's that's one of the things that i wanted to talk about so be careful about that uh don't click <laughs> don't click any apple receipts uh but you know it you know and i'm looking at looking at screenshots of this um and it's interesting because it looks totally legit. The um, the web page looks totally like an Apple uh, ID login page. And if, uh, to the um, uneducated user, which there are millions, uh, this would go through with no no issue at all. Complete with a uh, secure cert and everything. Uh, so, um, you know, I, I like the fact that uh, in the security um, space, uh, people... Uh, tried to push and, and were successful in pushing out the whole secure internet thing. But as you can see, uh, that didn't slow anyone down. And you have, um, services like let's encrypt that, uh, literally, uh, will, um, uh, don't, you can get a cert for like 99 cent or a penny or something like that and put it on any web domain. And, uh, in, in what I would, 
And what I've, in my own uh, discovery as a security researcher, uh, I've discovered that, uh, it, you know, this whole uh, you know, secure web thing, uh, that, that hasn't slowed down anybody. Uh, as a matter of fact, it tricks users into thinking that uh, it's, it's actually authentic. So, um, I don't know. That's my, you know... <laughs> Wow, I'm putting an opinion into it. Uh, so that's that's going on. That's totally what's been going on uh, lately. It's been kind of interesting, uh, nevertheless, uh, to discover that. Yeah, kind of weird. Uh, so yeah, Apple App Store phishing scam. Be careful about that. Uh, next up uh, that we we have is some information about one of the the recent passing of uh timothy c may uh shit let me see here hang on uh i had to i'm, I'm using so i have a i'm not even going to try to explain uh so th this guy was pretty uh, slick, right? So Timothy C. May, uh, better known as Tim May, uh, was born December 21st, 1951. And uh, he passed away December 13th. Uh, and he was an American technical and political writer and was an electronic engineer and senior scientist at Intel. Uh, he retired in 2003 and died of uh, natural causes at his home uh, on December the 13th. Uh, and a brief discovery of who he was, uh, you can um, go to Wikipedia and dial in on Timothy C. Timothy C. May. Uh, May was actually one of the, the founding members of uh, one of the most um, notorious. It, he was one of the founding members of the entire Cypherpunks electronic mailing list way back in the day where he wrote extensively on cryptography and privacy from the 1990s throughout the early 2000s. Uh, May, May was uh, known to have, uh, for many of his writings, uh, especially uh, the substantial cypherpunk-themed uh, FAQ, the Cypher Mamacon, incorporating his earlier piece, The Crypto Anarchist Manifesto, and his essay, True Nims and Crypto Anarchy, was included in a reprint of um, some of his uh, earlier work and most recent work. Uh, check, check out uh, Timothy C. May's Wikipedia page to find out who this fascinating uh, man is. And actually, you know what? Uh, I'd, I'd, I, I, I think it would be best just to... Uh, Take a listen to uh, Mr. May and um, just listen to some of the things he says. Uh, he's one of the, he. You know, first, you know, you should check him out. Uh, and um, you know, he's one of the original cypherpunks uh, from way back in the day, and um, very, very intelligent guy. Uh, anyhow, here's a here's a real uh, quick clip of uh, Timothy C. May. Uh, check it out. Uh, if you, I don't know if you want to talk about it, but uh, do you remember how or who gave you your first Bitcoin, if you have one? 
I've never bought a Bitcoin. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a big believer in not complicating my life by, by using things that I don't see a use case for. Oh. It's like Phil Zimmerman who says he doesn't use PGP anymore because it's, there's a lot of key management stuff, a lot of stuff, and he says he's lost contacts, friends of his who say, well, you have to use Bitcoin. It's the old, you have to eat your own dog food. Or, excuse me, you have to use PGP. So I, I probably bought $200 worth of, of PGP programs from PGP Corporation, which would come out with a new version. I'd upgrade my version. It would then break. It wouldn't work under OS 10 for the Mac. Then I'd buy the upgrade. Then six months later, it stopped working. Then I'd then a friend of mine who worked for PGP Corp would give bootleg copies and says, here, says, I know the hassle you're going through. We're going through the same thing. Everything breaks. It runs for a few months, then it breaks. It runs for a few months, then it breaks. Meaning break, meaning doesn't get supported by new OS upgrades for Windows or Macs. And eventually, uh, most of us just stopped using it. I mean, uh, we use crypto all the time in our, in our uh, SSL connections, in... Uh, forward secrecy, phone calls, FaceTime, for example. We're not using that right now, we're using Skype, but FaceTime is forward secrecy, meaning a call from Alice to Bob is, is forward secrecy encrypted, meaning Apple doesn't have the key, uh, and the key is destroyed once the call is complete. The key is no longer used. So perfect forward secrecy is widely, widely distributed now. Governments around the world are freaking out over this because they can't, they can't get court orders to open it. It's uh, like the printing press, the copy machine, birth control pills, Xerox machine, everything. It has, there are good uses and bad uses and nefarious uses and honest uses, uses by freedom fighters around the world. I mean, I did a thing in one of the few talks I've given, one was in 1997 in the Electronic Frontiers Foundation, and I listed enemies of, of the population, and I mostly concentrated on the United States. I concentrated on all the people who've been enemies, like the Mormons, the, uh, the Latter-day Saints, they were prosecuted in the state of Missouri. Uh, people who buy and sell birth control information in many countries in the world, Ireland even, it was illegal until recently to distribute birth control information. It may still be illegal to buy and sell contraceptives in, in, in stores. I don't know the details, but many places have had people that we would consider not nefarious, not traitors, not spies, not mass murderers, who are nevertheless treated as enemies of people who have to keep their communication secure. Obviously, in many uh, countries of the world, distributing Christian propaganda is illegal. Distributing Muslim propaganda may be illegal in other places, and so on. Sorry to be so long-winded. Uh, I have another question. So more than 20 years ago, you also coined the term and you predicted uh, four horsemen of digital info, info apocalypse. Unfortunately, all these predictions happened and they are valid. So my question is, uh, can you make another prediction how government 
can in the future significantly restrict our freedoms, our liberty? It was, it was pretty obvious, I mean, when, you know the four horsemen of the apocalypse from the Bible. So the four horsemen of the apocalypse was the idea that uh, people would always say money launderers, porno child pornographers, uh, drug sellers, counterfeiters, you name it. I mean, there were always going to be a list of the people who were subverting society. And, and the, the four I named were the most obvious ones. Uh, uh, people who use the internet or computers or photography to distribute child pornography or distribute drugs or uh, uh, cut or violent code copyrights, etc., etc. Uh, uh, copyrights on books and music. That's not considered one of the, the worst users, but you get the idea. Uh, at this point, I would say that they're not doing much. I would say governments of the world are, are pretty much flat-footed. And one of the most interesting things to do is, to, is, is if you have an idea for a new tool, uh, and I, I can't even begin to think what that might be, but if you have an idea for a new tool, just go ahead and distribute it. Go ahead and get it widely distributed. Plant a flag way out in, in the frontier uh, where they where, where Governments haven't even thought about responding to it. And certainly never, ever, ever go to your local politicians and say, I'm thinking of doing a system, I call it digital data whackery. And it's a blah, 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 does this, that, and the other. And they say, okay, well, we'll ignore you for now. And then one of their staffers says, okay, we'll start researching this. And then it wends its way through, through years and years and eventually gets outlawed or banned. Realize what Skype did, what PayPal did, what uh, Airbnb did, what Uber did, uh, or Lyft. Simply build, throw it against the wall, see what sticks. This uh, is a technique that uh, I mentioned Autodesk, the company that did AutoCAD. John Walker, who I think lives in Switzerland now, has for many years, basically they started with six or seven ideas. They were up in Marin County, north of San Francisco. And they did six or seven ideas, and the idea was to see which one stuck. They threw it against the wall, and some ideas stuck. And the one that stuck for them was a digital CAD system that could be used on, on PCs, and this is AutoCAD. We're in an exciting time right now with uh, Ethereum, Bitcoin, distributed autonomous organizations, and that people can literally, with a two-man crew, uh, uh, they don't even need a full web stack, a full uh, stack of applications uh, involving the LAMP uh, layers. They can just write a proposal, code in Solidity or, or, or one of the other programs that Ethereum is using, and try it out. So far, I haven't seen anything that's really compelling to use. I don't, I don't use Ethereum. I don't see anything uh, in my house that needs that. Uh, I have access to free books and free music through a variety of worldwide sites. You probably know about the site in uh, Russia, Library Genesis or LibGen. You know, probably know about the woman in Kazakhstan who basically has as her mission to make available nearly every scientific paper ever published. And if she doesn't have it on one of her systems, people scan it in and send it to her system. 
I forget the name of it, but it basically has PDFs of almost every paper published. Friends of mine who write books, academic books and papers basically are sympathetic to this. They get no money from the publishers. I, I don't want LCBA, LCBA uh, to come after me by basically they charge the authors money, their institutions to publish their scientific papers and then the authors get no money from this. But Elsevier will charge a library tens of thousands of dollars for a set for a set of subscriptions to to their scientific papers. And it's uh, it's a system that's being broken down right now by this worldwide consortium of people distributing books and papers on the PDF form. And uh, I, I basically, almost any, I went through a phase where I bought virtually every mathematics book out there on topology, algebraic, topology, algebraic geometry. I was, after cypherpunks, I, I got heavily involved in, in category theory, and the math of category theory, and whatnot, Haskell, the programming language. And, uh, so it's a great development, the widespread availability of, of papers. Uh, that's what I would predict is going to happen. The end of the end of copyright, the end of of, of formal book publishing as it happens. In, in, in many ways, this is already happening. Many, many bookstores in my area have closed. National chains like Borders went out of business. We happen to have a very good bookstore here in Santa Cruz, Bookshop Santa Cruz. But most of the great bookshops over in the Bay Area, in Berkeley and San Francisco, are gone. They're, they're wiped out. And even the little bookstores, which used to exist, they got merged in the, the Walden Books and B. Dalton. These are two brands that used to have tens of thousands of stores in the United States. They were little stores, little storefronts, and they got swept up in the big creation of, of things like uh, Borders, the big giant mega bookstore chain. And then Borders went out of business. And in many places in the Bay Area, there were no bookstores at all. No little ones, no big ones. And, and people aren't reading books. So yeah, that's uh, that's Timothy C. May and um, our condolences to the May family. And uh, he was he was very uh, talented, very talented. And um, he will be uh, truly missed, truly missed. Uh, moving on, uh, we have uh, other other issues uh, that are currently uh, pressing, and uh, of course, uh, recently the Justice Department charges Chinese hackers. Recently, surprised. Uh, recently, in a bid. Um, so basically, uh, the Justice Department just recently announced uh, charges last week against two alleged hackers suspected of working on orders of the Chinese government as part of what the U.S. alleges is a long-term running effort to steal American intellectual property. I'll tell you what, uh, let's just go ahead and run the clip from these guys and uh, check it out. The Justice Department announced charges today against two Chinese men who allegedly hacked into dozens of U.S. companies to steal business secrets. Prosecutors say the men were working on behalf of the Chinese government. And NPR Justice reporter Ryan Lucas is here with us now to fill in all the details. Hey, Ryan. Hi there. So what exactly were these men charged with? Well, the indictment identifies the two defendants as Zhu Hua and Zhang Shilong. Uh, They're both in China, and they face three counts in all, including uh, conspiracy to commit 
computer intrusions. They are accused of being members of a Chinese hacking group. And what the indictment alleges is that the men hacked into dozens of companies in the U.S. and around the world to steal sensitive business secrets. Mm-hmm. And they did so, prosecutors say, at the behest of China's Ministry of State Security. Now, this sort of hacking is a source of enormous concern to U.S. officials. They say that Chinese state-sponsored actors have been hacking into U.S. companies for years, stealing American economic secrets, American intellectual property. We're talking everything from jet engines to engineered rice. Huh. Uh, Deputy Attorney General Rod Rosenstein today did not mince his words. Now, we want China to cease its illegal cyber activities and honor its commitment to the international community. But the evidence suggests that China may not intend to abide by its promises. Does the indictment say specifically which companies were targeted? It does not, no. But uh, senior DOJ officials say that the industries targeted run the gamut. So we're talking about banking and finance, biotechnology, healthcare, mining, uh, wow, and, it's all over. and others. It's yeah. all across the board. Uh, these hackers even got the personal data of some 100,000 U.S. naval personnel. Whoa. Uh, and Rosenstein pointed to something that's really interesting that I've also heard from other officials. And that's that China is very strategic, very targeted in the companies that it hacks. Uh, the companies targeted match sectors of the economy that China's official government policy paper lists as sectors for strategic development. Uh, here's how FBI Director Chris Ray put it. China's goal, simply put, is to replace the U.S. as the world's leading superpower, and they're using illegal methods to get there. Now, all of this is coming at a time of intense trade tensions with China. What's the backstory to all this? Well, the sort of hacking and theft of intellectual property and plundering of U.S. innovation uh, that is alleged here is part of the intense competition that we're seeing between the U.S. and China. as the two largest world powers now. Uh, What the U.S. is doing is trying to push back against China's actions. Uh, The Obama administration struck an agreement that you may remember uh, back in 2015 with Beijing. And under that, China agreed not to engage in cyber attacks for economic espionage. U.S. officials say that China is not living up to that. And so we're likely to see more indictments like the one we saw today. Okay, before I let you go, I want to turn very quickly to President Trump's nominee for Attorney General, William Barr. There's some controversy today about a memo he wrote that that shows he's been critical of the Russia investigation, right? That's right. This is uh, a memo that Barr wrote this past summer, so months before he was Trump's pick for uh, for attorney general. Mm -hmm. And what Barr does in this memo is criticize special counsel Robert Mueller's investigation. And in particular, he criticizes the idea uh, of investigating the president for possible obstruction of justice. He calls the legal theory behind that, uh, quote, fatally misconceived. Now, the man who has overseen Mueller's investigation is Deputy Attorney General Rod Rosenstein. Uh, And Rosenstein said today that Barr's memo is merely Barr's opinion. Uh, He says that Barr was not privy to the facts of the investigation when he wrote the memo. He says the memo has not impacted the investigation. What is certain, though, is that this is likely going to impact Barr's confirmation proceedings. Of course. Democrats have already expressed concerns about Barr's views on the special counsel. This is only going to add to them. That's NPR's Ryan Lucas. Thanks, Ryan. Thank you. Yeah, and I'm not really sure, you know, how this just, you know... (laughs) I really don't know where the, the these charges come from, and I'm I'm sure there's like some sort of reverse. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm sure. I I don't even want to speculate, but that's that's what's good. That's that's what we're spending billions of dollars on uh, right there. Uh, also, also check it out. Uh, you know there there's a, a search engine called Shodan. I'm sure by now anybody who 
uh, is halfway technically equipped, uh, realizes Shodan is a search engine for Internet of Things. Uh, and the Internet of Things are basically uh, things that are connected to the Internet, right? Like mobile devices, cell phones, cameras, all of that stuff. Refrigerators, toasters, all of that. And... <laughs> You know, we see this story playing over and over and over and over and over and over again, and it, you know, it. I don't. I don't know why it seems to be, you know, so shocking uh, with the media. It's it. It's, it's always. Um, I, I. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe I'm seeing some discontent in, in it. Uh, maybe I'm not. Maybe I'm seeing humor in it. I don't know. It's. It's too early. It's too early in the morning for me to even have an opinion um but uh that's why i'm so grouchy this morning so um anyhow recently somewhere some <laughs> some hacker um or some kid playing with shodan um logged into a couple's uh child's baby monitor and um you know was you know just i, I you know having fun right like hey you know blah 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 but and then they call the police. Well, you know, I'll tell you what. Here's another clip. Listen to this crap. It's not crap. I mean, just listen to it. Who is this? No shit. That's crazy. Yeah, I appreciate it. Where, uh, like, are you able to see where I live and everything? Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know where you live right now, but if someone was really that dedicated, I mean, yeah, they could, they could geolocate an IP, they could see when you're not home, and, I mean, just be creative, and there's so many malicious things someone could do with this. Right. Uh, Nest also All right, cool. Well, uh, damn, that's actually insane. All right, well, yeah, thank you for letting me know, and, uh, yeah, appreciate it. Yeah, no worries. Thanks. Take care. No, honestly, I appreciate you doing it, to be honest with you. So, a little bit of a wake up call for sure. <laughs> All right, so yeah, um, so I just I don't know, I just what, you know, like I don't know, I, I I heard of the you know, so I I saw the clip, the video clip, and you know, I was like, uh, yeah. Anyhow, uh, lots go <laughs> lots going on, uh, you know. L listen, folks, uh, if. You know, if if you know family members that if you have family members, friend, or let me let me, I'm half I'm half asleep, half awake. If you have friends and family members that are not really technical savvy, and that you know that they, you know, if you know that they bought something that should, 
you know, like cameras or something like that. You know, just go the extra distance, right? Uh, try not to look at your mobile phone for 10 seconds and see if they, they've changed the passcodes on some of these things. Like, you know, and it's just, you know, this is uh, the holidays for many people around the world. And so many people are going to get uh, electronic devices. Um, in their um, little gift things. So uh, it, it, I think it's, I think it's wise to ensure that uh, people update their internet uh, devices, the internet connected devices and um, put, don't use the default password. Really don't really don't. Uh, you know, and I don't know. And there's there's like a split level, level decision on whether or not the company should have already had that uh, uniquely um, squared away as uh, a plug and play, a plug and play, simplistic sort of situation going on. I think it should be that easy for um, I think uh, when devices connect to networks, they should be so secure. Uh, all you should do is enter in your Wi-Fi passcode, and it should be uh, authorized at that point. Uh, and so, uh, a lot of man there's still a long way to go with manufacturing uh, manufacturers and designers, manufacturers understanding uh, the the security um, specifics of uh, their devices. So, uh, moving along. Um, a long time ago in a galaxy far far away there was this uh there was this um manned space flight uh called apollo 8 uh and its mission uh was was uh to go to the moon uh originally planned as the second crewed apollo lunar module and command module test to be flown in an elliptical medium Earth orbit in early 1969, the mission profile was changed in August 1968 to a more ambitious command module-only lunar orbital flight to the be flown in December sort of giggy jank going on. Uh, but nevertheless, Apollo 8 took 68 hours, uh, almost three days to travel uh, to the moon. Uh, the crew orbited the moon 10 times over the course of 20 hours. Uh, during which they made a Christmas Eve television broadcast in which they read the first 10 verses from the book of Genesis. Uh, at the time, the broadcast was the most watched television program ever. Apollo 8's successful mission paved the way for Apollo 11 to fulfill U.S. President John F. Kennedy's goal of landing a man on the moon before the end of the 1960s. The Apollo 8 astronauts returned to Earth on December 27, 1968, when their spacecraft splashed down in the northern Pacific Ocean. The crew members were named Time Magazine's Men of the Year for 1968 upon their return. Uh, and it was, a, it, was, it was definitely a big deal. Uh, you know, those... Those lunar modules, um, well, first of all, there's a lot of people that say that uh, we never went to the moon. I don't know. Uh, but, you know, it, it is what you believe it is, right? Uh, because there's more coming from uh, Mars. Now, uh, we have a, you know, we've been landing rovers uh, on Mars for over a decade now. Uh, we had Spirit Opportunity rovers cruising around Mars, checking things out, looking around, collecting soil samples, stuff like that. And most recently, a um, 
a crater of ice was discovered on Mars. A 50-mile-wide crate, crater of ice. Liquid water. You know, that stuff we drink. <laughs> Mars is starting to look more and more um, like an option. Uh, nevertheless, uh, the InSight lander that recently landed on Mars was uh, equipped with a um, specific, with many sensors and devices, uh, one being a very sensitive uh, seismometer or seismograph, whatever. Uh, and um, it was actually able to, it's so sensitive. Uh, you know, I was doing some reading on the, I, I should have passed that along, but whatever. I don't care about all that crap. But uh, just listening to, so it has some real sensitive uh, shit on board, right? And um, you you can listen to the the wind on Mars. I swear to God. So check it out. This is uh, a lie. This not a lie. I wish it was live. That'd be fresh. But uh, NASA's Insight Mars thing sensor uh has detected nevertheless do you want to hear what it sounds like on the surface of mars check this out Is that not cool or what? That is literally the sound of wind on Mars. That's crazy. Crazy. Oh my God. Anyhow, uh, an, unknown, an unknown hacker recently got into Na to a NASA server in October 2018. Uh, and uh, seems to have stolen the personal information of current and former employees. Uh, it seems that social security numbers, all kinds of other stuff were um, taken. 
Uh, NASA says that mission information appears to be uh, unaffected. Uh, no one knows exactly how the hackers got in or what they were looking for. Uh, the good news is that uh, there are no confirmed cases that aliens were uh, hacking into NASA's um, systems. <laughs> what in the fuck? Uh, someone took control of Linux's unofficial community website and replaced it with a regular... Replaced its regular content with a not so... Not... What? Not so friendly for work? meme is it nsfw not safe for work is that what that means not safe and a dox of a transgender open source developer and anti-diversity messages um on december the 7th someone took control of the linux.org website and replaced its content with a picture of a person stretching their anus a, re a reenactment of an obscene historic meme known as a goatsy and a tirade against the open source project's new code of conduct linux.org of course is not uh the official website of the linux foundation it describes itself as a friendly community where people learn and help solve linux issues the site does not appear to store any code or any sensitive data. This appears to be an act of a protest against the recently introduced new code of conduct rules for the Linux community, which includes rules against sexual harassment and advocates for more diversity. These rules have sparked con some controversy within the community in the last few months. Uh, the uh, message go went on to say, uh, get owned Linux nerds. Uh, made a shout out to uh, the late developer Terry Davis, creator of uh, Temple OS, and a link to a news story on the Linux Code of Conduct. And finally, finally, the message also linked to a Twitter profile of uh, Kitlove5, Kitlow, Kit Kitlol5 on Twitter. Uh, Kitlo, Kit, I can't even pronounce it, but it's a cool little name. It starts with a K. Uh, I, he, he or she says that, uh, they did, they hacked it. Uh, and, um, there was another version of the site. Um, and so, uh, it, it basically, uh, it, it boils down. It seems to have boiled down to, uh, in September, Linus Torvalds and six other developers published a new code of conduct in an attempt to foster more diversity and more civil discourse. Uh, some Linux developers protested the change, claiming it defied the core values of the popular open source project. For many, however, these complaints were just thinly veiled. Whatever. I don't know. Thinly, thinly veiled bullshit. How's that? Uh, so yeah, that's that's what's going on in the world. I was going to uh, I was going to do some product review, but we just didn't have the time. Uh, and I was I was actually not going to even do the show uh, this weekend, but uh, here I am. I'm doing it. Whatever. Facebook. 
Facebook's been in the uh, news recently. Facebook seems to be everywhere. Uh, you have been warned on Facebook, right? I know uh, it, everyone has a Facebook to stay in touch with uh, Aunt Donna and Aunt Connie and mom and dad because mom and dad don't know how to use anything else or the aunts or the the old uncle and aunt from the 70s that you like to see post fishing updates and you know like fishing from a pond or a river never mind uh so one thing that's that's quite obvious is that other countries and adversaries are <laughs> crash wanted to call me crash wanted to call this the final thought like Jerry Springer. Um, but nevertheless, uh, you know, Facebook has a ton of information. Uh, it's been warned for years, years and years and years that um, f the more information that you give Facebook, the more information Facebook can sell to the uh, corporations. And as you can clearly see now, that's exactly what's happened. Uh, those warnings were spelled out years ago. Uh, I can remember... Um, I can remember years ago watching Steve Rombaum at Hope uh, talk about Facebook, and I, I really never paid attention to Facebook until I watched uh, Steve Rombaum's Hope uh, conference uh, lecture that time. I, it was years ago, like 2008. Yeah, and um, it, it was interesting, uh, and the, the the amount of information that Facebook has harvested and collected about people around the world is staggering. And so as, uh, as, that, um, as that revelation actually uh, came true, uh, we, we are certain to see that um, states are going after, nation states are going after uh, huge amounts of data. Um, there are nation states out there that are using AI, predictive AI, machine learning, and quantitative computing technology to take all of this data and build a profile on on they they these nation states wish to uh, compile information on everyone on earth or as much as they can on everyone on earth and that's what's going on uh and uh how long will it be before these na these nation states get it it's it's hard to tell but will it happen absolutely when uh why will it happen? Well, uh, we all know why it will happen because it, it's it's connected to the internet. When will it happen? It's hard to tell. Will it happen? Absolutely. Um, is there anything that you can do? Well, you can do what's common sense, right? You can um, guard your data as, as, as closely as possible, but uh, unfortunately, um, it, it's kind of tough, especially if you want to stay in touch with Aunt Connie and everybody in the family so that's my final thoughts <laughs> my final thoughts <laughs> jesus christ hey uh everyone's uh check out our website hackers.xxx um i would i used to say check me out on twitter but I, I don't post on twitter anymore that's all it's not my thing it's just not my thing Uh, it's just really not my thing. Uh, and um, <laughs> we will be back in the new year for show number eighty. And we and and uh, seriously, thanks for listening to the uh, the show. I don't know why you listen to it, but you do. 
And for that, I do thank you, though. Seriously, uh, it, it's good to it's good to bring you a, uh, a a smile, a chuckle. Hopefully, I bring you a chuckle. You don't want to take me too serious. Just don't. <laughs> don't take me too serious. Anyhow, check out uh, check out the website. You can message me. You can email me. You can email anyone. All of that. Whatever. And see, now it's four in the morning, and now I have to just stay up. Anyhow, year-end shout-outs. Uh, I promised everybody this, and it's a long list. A long list. Uh, thanks for Jones uh, Lang LaSalle for hooking us up. Thanks to Apple and Stone. Thanks to the very many talented hackers and crews that I was able to meet this year. I love you all. Uh, Dean Carroll. Uh Jackie LaRash, John Dunn, the Olenic family, John Wildman and family, the UOH 107 Trusts, David Sather, David May, David Cool and family, David Cool and the Cool family, John Pickering and the Pickering family, Craig, also known as Gig, and Linda Rhodes and the kids and everyone down in Neptune Beach, Stephanie Cole and baby Jason Allen, Sandra, John, Brandy, Frank, Emily, Amber, Tara, and everyone in Ohio. David Crosby, Denise Brown, Tez, Camilla, Vanessa in Atlanta. We still had that wine. Steph in Panacea, Brainy in South Africa, Tokyo 2600, 2600 New York, the Hack 5 dude, whoever the fuck he is, he's cool. Uh, everyone I follow on Twitter, everyone on Twitter that follows me. <laughs> Uh, to Jimmy McLaughlin and family, to Kirk Roberts, to Dave Barker, to my wonderful colleagues that I work with every day. Thank you. To my aunts, my nieces, and my nephews and cousins. Thank you. Miss you. Happy holidays. Uh, to my brother, Chris, in Australia, and his wife, Fiona. Uh, and everyone else, if I missed you, sorry. It's not because I wanted to. It's just it's in the middle of the night. Nevertheless, we will be back in January. I don't know when, but I will be back in January. To uh, We're here at Jones Landing List. Whatever. We will be back soon. Uh, have a great new year. Don't blow your freaking hands off. <laughs> and if you do, and if you do, oh, well, it's your problem. We will see you in January. Take it easy. We love you all. I love you all. Thank you for putting up with my warped sense of humor this evening. And I'll see you in January. Take care of yourself. Seriously, I love you all. Thanks for tuning in. Talk to you later. Bye.
Thank you.